you. They're precious. Yes, that's awesome. Come on, give it up for these precious. But y'all go ahead and stand right here. Wow. I'm glad. I'm glad. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Sunday's best. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I am so, um, I want to honor you as parents for doing such a special thing in the sight of the Lord. You know, dedicating your children unto the Lord is an act of obedience. As parents, you are, you know, like we give our lives to the Lord pub publicly, uh, just like Jesus died for us publicly. And it's a, a you know, a, a uh, decision that we make to serve him, to live for him. We die to the old life. We, you know, live to the new life. Well, in the same way, when you are bringing your children unto the altar, it's something very significant, something very spiritual, and something very special. Because this is something that you're doing between you. This is between you and the Lord. Not so much you and your the Lord and, and your child. Because eventually they're going to have that for themselves. But it's because of such great parents like you that have found it important to, to do what the Bible says. Amen. And I'm going to read you the word of the Lord that says... In Matthew 19, 14, it says, Jesus said, Let the children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And so that's, that's what you're doing this morning. The Bible also says in Proverbs 22, 6, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, God has a plan for your children. Just like Satan thought he had a plan for your children. But Satan's plan for your children is broken is broken in the name of Jesus and not anything that you might have gone through before you gave your life to Jesus every generational curse is broken your children will never have to go through the things that maybe you've gone through in the past they're gonna live a blessed life in Jesus name you know how do you train up a child you just don't tell them what to do you show them what to do you show them what to do you bring them to church amen you feed them the word of the Lord. You nurture, you love them. And you are the best, best example they will ever have in their lives. Amen. And because of that, you're, you're, you're in a good place. You're in a good church. Can I tell you that? <laughs> and, and, our, and, and the children's ministry here. Can any parent testify that your children, since you started bringing them here. A little I had a there's a little a little um I think she's three and they her mom started bringing her to church and they 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 get it in the children's ministry they have fun but most importantly these teachers they don't play they teach them the word and I've heard testimonies that some of the children be ministering to the parents and trying to get them to come to church well that's not a bad thing that's a good thing and this little three-year-old little girl uh, when they started coming she went to the grandma and the grandma said, I'm sick, I don't feel good. And she said, oh, we don't say that. Jesus, Jesus healed us. And, and she told her mom, can you give me some oil? Because I'm going to lay hands on you. And she said, what's that? What's laying hands? The little three, four-year-old prayed for her grandma to be healed. And she got healed. Childlike faith. Come on. Your children will eat the bread of life in Jesus' mighty name. So you're saying here, Lord, I commit to training my child 
in your ways. I commit, I commit to be the example that you have called me to be to my children. Let me hurry because they're getting, they're getting a little angsty. Okay. And the Bible says in Isaiah 54, 13, And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. Great shall be the peace of thy children. That means their lives is going to be whole. Whole in Jesus' name. And in Luke 2.22 it says, Now then the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were completed. They brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And then so even Jesus was dedicated at the temple. Hannah took the baby Samuel and dedicated him to the Lord. And so that is what you are doing as an act of obedience to the Lord. Let me go ahead and come around and then we're going to pray for them. And you're going to help me, babe. And um, let's see here. Let's introduce them. This is, tell me the name and the, the birth day. Elio born October 18th. Elio Alvarez, October 18th. And this is Denise and Gilberto. Let's show them all. For seven years had been believing for a child for five years and when she started coming a year later she gave birth she grabbed a hold of the faith message tell me the baby's name Samuel what's the last name Hernandez and this is Angie Hernandez and the father's working well hi handsome hi handsome let's show you all
Jonah Kai Armijo, and he what's his birthday? June 24. Let's show everybody your dress. Let's show every Lewaki, Carrie. Okay, we'll give it up for her. Look how wonderful, beautiful she looks. Hi. Look, yeah, give yourself a hand. Give yourself a hand. I want you to go ahead and stand back up. Let's go ahead and stretch our hands. We're gonna bless these children. Hallelujah. Each of you are going to get a certificate. And then um, you can keep that as, as, as a reminder. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, just go ahead and pray, congregation. I thank you for each and every child and each and every parent. Father, we dedicate them unto you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and in the name of Jesus. Let your blessing rest upon them, Lord. I thank you that they will grow up to be mighty men and women of God. In the name of Jesus, bless the parents, Lord. I thank you for your mighty hand upon them. We declare them blessed. Blessed. Father, they will live to bring honor and glory unto your name. I thank you that they are set apart in the name of Jesus. Give the parents strength and wisdom, Father. I thank you that they are separated, Father, for your kingdom's sake and your glory. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for the plans and the purposes that you have for each and every one of them. In Jesus' name, thank you for your mighty hand upon their lives. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. We dedicate them unto you, Lord. I thank you that they belong to you and no one or nothing or no devil in hell will be able to snatch them from your hand. In Jesus' mighty name, we call them blessed. And everyone said, amen. Give it up for these precious families. Hallelujah. Do you want to do a picture? Mirari, where's... Babe, come here real quick. If you want to grab a picture, we can.
excited to be here this morning? Have you come in great expectation? What's the number one requirement to receive from the Lord and not to leave the same? Hunger. Glory be to God. Well, I was, I was wanting to continue from last week. How many of you were here last Sunday? And I was, uh, so many great things have taken place. Do you agree on that? It just seems like there's an acceleration and just things are happening quickly. But great things, especially here at the Power of Love Church and in the lives of his people. And, and I'm just like, like, like it's, it's happening quicker than I'm, I'm trying to catch up. Amen. And uh, so I was, I was wanting to continue on uh, what I had left off because I had seven things that will, will, will result in your life as, as, the, as you get to uh, the point where you know you're, you're the God that you serve, the knowledge of God. What, what is the coming to the revelation or the realization of the knowledge of God in your life? What, it, what would that do in your life? And so I only got to one. I only got to one, but it's, it's so wonderful. And I, as much as I wanted to continue on that, uh, I was, I, f I believe the Lord directed me in a different direction, but I will pick up on that uh, for the, for, for the next Sunday, Lord willing. But this morning, I, I want to share a message with you that is so, so powerful and so important. Amen. Just like every other you hear here at the Power Love Church. And I want to talk to you this morning or share with you this morning about the power of Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, tonight we're going to have our praise and worship service. And, and we don't, we're, listen, when the doors open here, we're, we are here to do what we do effectively. And that's glorify the Lord, receive from the Lord, give to the Lord. And so everything that you're going to do effectively, you got to do it with an understanding. Amen. Because it's according to your understanding, the, the, the depth of your result. So when we announce a praise and worship service, we're going to know what we're doing when we come to do it. And, the, and a bit, you know, according to the word of the Lord. So understanding, say understanding, is, is vital to be effective. Say effective uh, to the things that you do in life, especially unto the Lord. And so um, the Bible says in Proverbs 4, 7, it says, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Say understanding. So what is wisdom? And thank God the Bible says that Jesus has been made unto us wisdom. Amen. So if the Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of the Father who he is not going to withhold from you. He'll give it to you in whatever area that you need. And so wisdom is knowing what to do and doing it. You know, you can have, you can have knowledge of something, but you don't know how to utilize that knowledge. You can have knowledge of a certain thing, but you, wisdom is being, uh, uh, being able to utilize the knowledge that you have. Are you with me? Three, are you with me? Amen. Hallelujah. So the deeper our understanding, the greater our results. Who's in it for results? Say results. Say fruit. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Psalms 47, 7, for God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. The God, God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. Say understanding. Hallelujah. So I want to share with you on those lines. 
When I speak about the power of thanksgiving, I'm not talking about tradition. The Bible says that tradition makes the word of God of no effect. So I'm not talking about tradition, much less a turkey. But there is such thing as the power of thanksgiving or your thanksgiving resulting in pow powerfulness. I'll make a word sometimes. So what is thanksgiving as we should know it? Or biblically. Thanksgiving is simply giving glory to God for his mighty deeds. That's what Thanksgiving is. Thanksgiving is giving glory to God for his mighty deeds. His mighty acts in our midst as a, a, a personally and congregationally so thanksgiving say this thanksgiving is giving glory to god for his deeds in our lives that's what thanksgiving given is now there's no doubt that as a church as i mentioned to you as a church god has done amazing things here at the power of love church if you know that, say amen. amen. So there's no doubt that as a church, God has done amazing things. And there is definitely no doubt that as individuals, the Lord has done and is doing awesome things in the lives of his people. If you're one of those people, I want you to give the Lord a praise of thanksgiving. I know. You know, I personally know some of the testimonies that are taking place in some of your lives. And I'm telling you, they're powerful. They're, they're awesome. You can see it. You can tell. And most importantly, you can see that it's the hand of God. It's not something that you worked up on your own. It's literally the hand of God upon your life that has done those awesome things. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Can somebody say, thank you, Jesus awesome testimonies of things people experiencing here of this house experiencing things they never thought they would they would experience in their lifetime stepping into realms in their lives that they never imagined they would be able to step into but God but God and the awesome thing is that you know God did it that's why you return to give him glory how many of you have returned to give him glory this morning? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, you can read an encounter in Luke 17. Luke 17, you don't have to go there if you, if you don't want to. You can just hear me, but you can write it down uh, so that you can look at it. But in Luke 17, beginning in verse 11, we can read an encounter here where 10 men met Jesus as lepers. Ten men met Jesus as lepers. Say ten men. And then when they met him, Jesus sent them off to go show themselves unto the priest. And, and so he asked them uh, uh, to return, to, to go. And, and as they went, the Bible says that they were cleansed. That they were cleansed. So ten lepers came to Jesus 
Jesus, they cried out to him with a loud voice and Jesus sent them to go show themselves to the priest because, you know, they were supposed to, that was what they were supposed to do to be, to be cleared of, of, of their, their privacy. You know, diseases used to keep people apart. If you had a disease, you had to go quarantine. But when Jesus showed up, he said, you don't have to do that no more. Because he healed every disease. So he told him, send him off to go do what they were supposed to do when somebody is healed of their disease, which was to go get a write-up from the priest. So as they obeyed him and as they went, the Bible says that they, they realized they were cleansed. They were cleansed. But then one of them, when he saw that he was cleansed, the Bible says that he returned. He returned. With a loud voice, he gave glory to God. One. How many were healed? How many returned? How many were healed? How many returned? How many were healed? How many returned? Did that one come back this morning? listen very carefully Jesus asked immediately a very important question Jesus said were there not 10 cleansed that's that's kind of scary immediately when that one returned to Jesus Jesus asked this question were there not 10 cleansed and then he said where are the nine I would have hate to been that nine. Where are the nine? Look at your neighbor and says, I'm glad you're the one that came back. <laughs> so so every time God acts. Every time God does something, know this, he's waiting to see those who return to give him glory. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he expected that then, he expects that now. But can I tell you, there is a great reward for people that are biblically thankful. Because anybody can say, I'm thankful. Praise the Lord. Well, where are you at? I don't see you. So know this. Every time God acts or does something in your life, he is waiting You see that lady that in that video says mashed potatoes, gravy, green beans, tomatoes, and she's looking. <laughs> Some of y'all don't know what that is, but it's okay. Not important. But he is waiting. He's waiting to see those who return to give him glory. Has somebody returned this Sunday morning to give him glory for his wonderful acts upon your life? Jessica, did that mother come with her son? 
They're here. Where the who's that family? Jesus. Don't get scared. Hi, Jesus. Y la mamá de Jesus. Y la, la, la mamá de usted. Bienvenidos. Mucho gusto. They're from the outreach we had by um, airline. I'm proud of you. Because you wanted to come. You had the card. And you said, Mom, take me to this church. So glad. 13-year-old. So wonderful. So awesome. Bienvenidos. Entienden, necesitan audífonos. Ya los tiene. Okay, okay, awesome. 13 year old said, Mom, we got to go to this church. God sees that. Amen. You'll never be the same in Jesus' name. It'll be the, be the beginning of the greatest life you've ever experienced in Jesus' name. I know you're like, what in the world? Like, you call, got called down at church. This is that type of church. We have fun here. God is real, His power is real, and people are just blessed in this house. Amen. Hallelujah. Give it up for that 13-year-old that brought his parents, his mom here. Hallelujah. So if he's looking and waiting to see who's going to return, that ought to say, I must acknowledge him for everything he does in my life. And I'm going to show you how powerful it is. So thanksgiving is giving glory to God. In Psalms 103 verse 1, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Somebody shout benefits. Is there anybody who has received some benefits from the Lord? Yes. Many, many things, beginning with he saved our lives. He restored our lives. He healed us. Hallelujah. We're running out of chairs. That's such a great problem. <laughs> Glory to God. So thanksgiving is all about giving glory to God for all he has done. Has he done wonderful things in your life? Listen to what the Bible says as well, though. In Deuteronomy 6, the Bible says, Beware, lest thou forget the Lord. Beware, lest thou forget the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, Beware. That's very important. It says, Be careful. I was, you know, this took me to Psalm 78. It's a very powerful psalm. And you can read it on your own time, but, but it, 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 it helps you. It helps you. And the Bible talks about in Psalm 78, uh, beginning in verse um, um, uh, 10, it says, they kept not the covenant. See, I always want to read more than what I say. But in verse 6, it says, 78.6, it says, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation. You know, as parents, that's our responsibility. To, to carry it on to our children. A generation that, 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 that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. The children of Ephraim being armed and carrying bows turned back in the day of battle. They kept not covenant 
the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law and forgot his works and his wonders that he had showed them. Has God showed you his, his, his wonderful acts? That's one of the names of God and they shall call him wonderful because he's full of wonder and he'll do mighty wonders in your life. Hallelujah. Verse 12 says, marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers in the land of Egypt in the field of zone. He divided the sea. This is, this is a marvelous things he did and said, what does that got to do with me? Well, this is so that you'll know that if God did it then, he'll do it now. That you can learn from what God did in their lives. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through. And he made the waters to stand as a heap. In the daytime also he led them with a cloud and all the night with a light of fire. He clave the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink um, as out of the great depths. He brought streams also out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. He did wonderful things in their lives. Just like you've seen him do wonderful things in your life. You've seen him do good things in your life. He is worthy of all glory. He is worthy of all honor. But beware, lest thou forget the Lord. When we forget, we become ungrateful. And ungratefulness makes the Lord not good. You mean God gets angry? There's things that makes God angry. Yeah. But there's a turn on to your heavenly father when you appreciate him and when you protect yourself from never forgetting the things that God has done in your life. Do you know that keep, if, uh, remembering has to do with your memory? It has to do with your heart. When you protect yourself from never forgetting the wonderful things that God has done for your life what happens is as you're steady remembering recalling the goodness of God because of the things that you've already seen in your life so what happens it in that thanksgiving and that remembering that being appreciative empowers you that when anything comes to face you Whenever anything comes to stop you, when anything comes to bring you down, your knowledge of the goodness of God, because you've already tasted and seen that God is good, is going to empower you to overcome and to know and say, my God is well able to do exceedingly abundantly above. I can ask or think according to my knowledge of his goodness. So reading this, we see that it means that thanksgiving is a must. Thanksgiving is a must. It's a demand. It's not like if you feel thankful, thank the Lord. It's a requirement. We must thank the Lord and thank him properly. Did anybody come to give him thanks this morning? Why take the time to give him thanks? Why set uh, uh, services aside or come to church? You know, coming to church is more than just coming to church. In one way, it's, of course, it's an act of obedience unto the Lord. And we're privileged to be able to come to the house of the Lord. Amen. 
You, 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 and so, but, but it's, it's, it, you know, you start coming because you, you, you want more of God and, or whatever reason you come, but it gets to a point in your life that you come to return glory to God. <laughs> you come back and you show up because I must come to the house of the Lord and return glory to the Lord for the wonderful things that he's done in our lives. Why come tonight? Because we're going to take time apart. To give glory and honor to the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords to appreciate Him in advance for all that He's done already this year, these last couple of weeks, these last couple of months. But our uh, our our appointment with God, even tonight, is is speaking to our future. Is speaking into the upcoming year that says, my 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 this next year will be greater than the previous year that is saying 2022 was good but 2022 will be a year of perfection 23 will be a year of perfection why can't we just go about just thanking him you know just just you should you should just like you know your prayer life something about taking time aside to come and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. So why? Why? Why do this? I'm going to share with you reasons. To acknowledge God. Say acknowledge. God for all his wonders amongst us. All through the years and particularly these last couple of months. Psalms 118 verse 23, it says, this is the Lord's doing. Who did it? This is the Lord's doing. And then it says, it is marvelous in our eyes. Oh, this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. We are acknowledging God for all he has done. In Psalms 115 verse 1, listen to what it says. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto your name we give glory. For your mercy and for thy truth's sake. Not unto us, Lord, not unto us, but unto your name we give glory but unto your name we give glory for your mercy and has he been merciful and for your truth's sake isn't that awesome not unto us not unto us but unto your name we give glory it is important that we redirect the truth to the truth that everything good we have seen, it is a product of the hand of God. Be careful as you say, I got myself this far. Be careful that you begin to take credit and not give credit where credit is due. Not unto us, Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name. Do we give glory for your mercy and for your truth? It is very important, muy importante, 
that we redirect to the truth that every good thing, every good thing we have seen in our lives is a product of the hand of God upon our lives. If you know that's true, I want you to say, thank you, Lord. Say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The wonders that we have seen, they are a product of the hand of God. So the glory has to be returned to him. I heard a great man of God said this. Listen very carefully. God forbid we fall into this. He said the glory that belongs to God is poisonous to men. The glory that belongs to God is poisonous to a man. If you find it in the, listen to this. In Acts 12, we can read an encounter about Herod. Herod. And it says this. Let me turn there. Got quiet. Twelve. <laughs> it says this, verse 20. And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon, but they came with one accord to him. And having made Blastus, the king of Chamberlain, their friend desired peace because their country was nourished by the king's country. And upon a set day, in verse 21, it says, And upon a set day, Herod arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne, and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a God and not of a man. And immediately, say immediately, the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten with worms and gave up the ghost. But, say, but that means he died. He died. He gave up the ghost. Why? Because Herod refused to give God the glory. The glory that belongs to God is poisonous to men. That means that for everything God does in your life, you must return the glory to him. Did anybody come to return the glory to the Lord? That is why every time God acts, we must be prompt and quick to give him glory. Every time God acts, we must be quick to give him the glory for what he has done in our lives. The things that God does in our lives is for our benefit, but it's for his glory. The things that God does in your life, he doesn't for your benefit, but for his glory. It's a two win-win. Amen. For my benefit, but for your glory, God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Who's excited about giving glory to the Lord? That's why we set times aside. 
Let's come back and give God the glory for all he has done. I'm glad you showed up this morning to give God the glory for what he has done. Hallelujah. That's why we take time praising and worshiping. It's a time that we get before the Lord and we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for being so good. Thank you for this great week. Thank you for this. Uh, thank you for our destiny. Thank you, Father. Thank you. You know, Thanksgiving is the highest form of prayer. Hallelujah. You know, Thanksgiving is a, is a form of saying, I got the victory. It's already done. You're not asking for nothing. You're, you're, you're thanking him for what he already said is yours. There's power in thanksgiving. What is the outcome for somebody that gives God proper thanksgiving? What results? What, what results in the life of somebody? What happens? In the, this is going to excite you. She's, she got ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> when you see this you're going to want to thank him in the little things you've been complaining about the, the the little thing the big things but if you're gonna you're gonna start thanking him for every little thing and you're gonna see what it's gonna begin to do in your life why must we give god thanks there's a profitability there's something that happens in your life that is biblical I'm going to tell you three things that happens when you give God proper thanksgiving. What is the outcome for our lives? Number one, preservation. Number two, perfection. Number three, multiplication. The outcome or the result of someone that gives God proper thanksgiving, you will experience these things in your life. Preservation perfection and multiplication I'm gonna take you there amen or get ready to see preservation in your life what you could you what you used what the things that you used to that used to slip your hand no longer will slip your hands the things that you you seem like you've get you got things but then you lost the last time you lost something will be the last time. Then there's perfection. Get ready to see perfection in your life. That's wholeness. God has two types of gifts for you. And then there's multiplication. You've seen the addition, but multiplication. Praise the Lord. And I see that happening in the body of Christ because there's a people that are drawing near to the Lord like never before. It's like God, the Lord is getting his church in a, in a place that he's desired. The Bible says, listen to this, because it gets a little raw. You might not want to, you not, might not want to do this. So. To preserve the reason why we give God thanks is because thanksgiving, with thanksgiving comes preservation. And so to pre preserve our blessings, we give God thanks. Preserve means to keep, to protect, to secure, to safeguard, to retain. And I have to be careful not to get ahead of myself. But to 
preserve our blessings, we give God thanks to preserve our blessings. In Malachi 2 verses 1 to 3, it says this, And now, O ye priests, this command is for you. If ye will not hear, and if ye will not lay it to heart, to give glory unto my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings, or allow. Yeah, I have cursed them already because ye did not lay it to heart. You did not find it important to take it to heart to give glory unto my name. Somebody say, God forbid. forbid. Say, that's not for me. me. Because I know how to return the glory unto God. What we are here to do and what we'll be doing even tonight is simply give God thanks give God appreciation in order what's gonna happen in order to see preservation of the blessings of God upon our lives to protect to guard to keep can you lose something that God has given you if you let it slip if you let it slip but thanksgiving will preserve the blessing of God in your life. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Jeremiah 13, 16, the first part of that scripture, it says, Give glory to the Lord your God before he causes darkness or allows. Give glory to the Lord your God. Can I tell you something? We serve God on his terms, not on our terms. And there's a great, great reward in that. Are you with me? You don't tell your children, I'm your, this is your house. I'm going to live according to your terms. You tell me what you want me to do. How many of you know God knows best? How many of you know you should know best than your children? Not everybody, okay. We must give glory to the Lord and we must be prompt to do it. This commandment is for you, O priest, the Bible says. So you might say, that's not for me, pastor. That's for you. That's for the the leaders. No. Do you remember that what we have become? A royal priesthood, a holy nation. The Bible says in Revelation 5.10, and he and and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on earth that means every believer is demanded to give glory to God in order to see the preservation of the blessing of God in their lives somebody say preservation that means it it, it won't leave you that means you don't have to be like, you get, you have something and then it, 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 it all of a sudden, it, God doesn't give and take away. Job said that, but God doesn't give and take away. He gives, but there's a, something that we must do. We must thank him. We must thank him and acknowledge him for everything that he does in order to see a preservation, to safeguard the things that he has done for our lives. Are you okay with that? 
moment when I thank God for the things that he has done, what is happening in my lives, the things that he's done, um, he's preserving it through my thanksgiving. That means the things are going to last in your life. That means if he restored your marriage, your marriage is going to go nothing but upwards. That means if he's healed your body, that means from you're going to go from healing to walking in divine health. That means I'm not going to get healed and then get sick again. As I thank him for what he's done in my life, for the wonderful things that he's done, that I'm going to experience a safeguard, a preservation of the things that God has done in my life. The thing is that people forget. They get the restoration. They get the healing. And they forgot who did it. Or they might remember for a little bit. And God had so much more in mind. But they forgot. And they became ungrateful. And now, you know, they took a vacation. Because now the marriage is restored. Now they, you know, they took a vacation. Now God is not first. You're not desperate for God anymore. And God restored that marriage. But now i got to spend time with the wife on Sundays. And then all of a sudden, what happened to the marriage? What happened to the healing? What happened? We forgot who did it. Yeah, it just gets quiet, but. So Thanksgiving, it's an attitude of gratitude that I know who has done it for me. It causes preservation for those things that God has done in your life. God, I acknowledge that you did it. I acknowledge, Lord, that you are the one. I am who I am because you are who you are in my life. I know that God did it. God did it. God did it for me. You did it, Father. May I never forget. May I never forget to return back to give glory to whom glory is due. And as you do do that, God is preserving you. It's almost like if you have five tomatoes and you have them in a basket, those five tomatoes are going to only last so long. But when you grind them and can them and, 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 and you, you put them in a jar, what happens is preservation takes place. And, and those to, they're both tomatoes, but one lasts longer than the other. But the reason the ones in the can last longer is because they have been preserved. And they're going to live longer. Why come? Why be, be, be okay with fresh tomatoes and, and just like they look fresh? They're only going to be fresh for a little bit unless you acknowledge that the freshness comes as a result of your thanksgiving unto God. Preservation. Somebody say preservation. That's what your thanksgiving unto the Lord does. But God does. You know, it doesn't, God doesn't give you temporary fixes. Are you with me? He gets to the root of things. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. What you don't thank God for in your life won't last. What you don't thank God for in your life won't last. Who's glad they came to church this morning? Those who give thanks... For what they have received will never lose it. We must have hearts filled with gratitude. Beware lest you forget. Exodus 
And he doesn't warn us because for any other reason that he wants us to experience everything he has for us. How many of you have tasted and seen that the Lord is good? Can I tell you there is so much more? There is so much more. So preservation is the, the, the one result that we receive from the Lord. Preservation of the blessings of God in our lives. They last. You, your Thanksgiving safeguards and, and keeps and causes you not to uh, abort the things of God in your life. Number two, we get God thanks to perfect our blessing. Or to see the perfection or the completion of our blessings. Let me take you back to the ten lepers in Luke 17. You can, you, can, you can see here that these 10 lepers came to Jesus and they came with their condition of leprosy and each one of them came crying desperately to Jesus and Jesus said to them, go, show yourselves uh, to the priest, unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, say as they went, they were cleansed, say cleansed. And then it says here, Again, that one of them, when he saw that he was cleansed, he turned back or he returned back. And with a loud voice, he glorified God. And Jesus said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? He said, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? He said, none has, none has returned to give glory except this stranger. And he said unto him, arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. He said to that one, none has returned to give me thanks except this stranger. And then he acknowledged the one that was there and he said, arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Somebody say whole. whole. Say wholeness whole. is perfection. Listen, they were all cleansed. They were all healed. But if you know anything about leprosy, this disease will cause you to, uh, for limbs to fall off. They lost fingers, they lost toes, they lost nose, they lost ears because of that disease. And you can almost see the, 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 as they were going to show themselves to the priest and they knew that they had been cleansed, uh, that they, were, they, were, they, were, they, they realized that we're cleansed. But I, I, I can almost see that they're looking at themselves and wondered, you know, what about my fingers? I can imagine that they've seen or heard wonderful miracles and acts that Jesus had done. And I can almost see them thinking, you know, uh, I wonder if uh, uh, my, my fingers are going to be completed or the limbs that I've me I'm missing. You know, they were, they were, they were, they knew they had been cleansed, but yet there's, there's, there's something missing. They're on their ways. They were wanting to see perfection before giving him thanksgiving. God will never complete what you don't appreciate. God will never perfect or what you don't appreciate him for. The Bible makes it clear to us in James 1.17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Say this, good gift, perfect gift. Say good gift. Perfect gift. God 
has two categories of gifts for you. He has good gifts. And then he has perfect gifts. Every good gift and every perfect gift. Two categories of gift. This ought to excite somebody. I've seen the good, Lord. I'm ready for the perfection. I've seen the good, Lord. I'm ready for the perfection. God has two categories of gift. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. He cleansed the ten lepers. One of them returned back with thanksgiving. And as a result of taking the time to acknowledge the one that had healed him, Jesus said, arise, go thy way, be thou made whole. He didn't say anything about the nine. He said, y'all on your own. Maybe they were thinking about coming back after they went and showed themselves to the priest. But there is something about promptly acknowledging the one who has done it for you. Somebody say perfection. But until you thank God for the good, you're not qualified for the perfection. So you can say that the good of God in your life is a test that we must pass by thanksgiving before the perfection comes. Are we going to pass that test? Are we going to appreciate him? Are we going to glorify him? That takes your prayer to another level. That takes your heart to another level. That takes your praise to another level. That takes your mouth to another level. I'm not going to complain. I'm going to appreciate. Hallelujah. I'm going to find reasons to thank Him. Hallelujah. I encourage you, find things on purpose to thank God. Be more intentional about thanking and glorifying God for every little thing in your life. Is this helping somebody? Hallelujah. If you are not grateful for good, you will fail the test for perfect that is why any time we see something good that might be even incomplete, know that in your appreciation is your completion. You might see God doing something in your life, but you might say, this is good, but it's not, it's not complete. Know that the, com the perfection and the completion of what God started in you is going to be by your thanksgiving, by your appreciation. As you get busy thanking God for what he has done, for the good in your life, get ready because God is at work perfecting everything that concerned you in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, say amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I believe as you have showed up to give God thanks for the good in your life, he will perfect your testimony in Jesus' name. You shall return back and say, my God, perfect this thing that was concerning me as I took time to glorify the Lord. If you receive that, say a loud amen. amen. In Thanksgiving, we bring about the perfection of our desire. God has given you good. There's no one here that hasn't tasted the goodness of God. And as we thank him for the good, you'll see his perfection come to your direction. 
Hallelujah. The Bible says in Psalm 138 verse 8, the Lord will perfect that which concerned me. Is there anything that concerns you? Begin to give him thanks for all that he has done in your life. And as you give him thanks, the Bible says that God will perfect, bring into completion that thing which concerneth you. If you believe that, say hallelujah. hallelujah. So thanksgiving preserves the blessing of God in your life. Thanksgiving perfects your life. It takes you from good gifts to perfect gifts. Why settle for less? I know this is like a little like cheesy. Why settle for less but for God's very best? But that's true. Why be satisfied? Oh, I'm just good. You good, selfish individual. God wants to take you to another level. And he paid a high price to do so. Because what God is going to do through your perfection is going to impact many lives. Good is good for you. But perfect is for overflowing. There's too much in you to contain. You got to give it away. <laughs> now I know the Lord, this is, this is a, a choice. That everyone wants to decide. Good gifts are good. But man, there's perfect gifts. Hallelujah. God has wonderful plans for your life. Glory be to God. Through your thanksgiving, what used to leave your hand won't, won't leave your hand anymore. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, number three, number three, why are people noisy around here? Because they're getting something. I mean, you know, if it's joy, it's excitement. Why is, it, why is it only weird when we're in church and nobody can like make noise? But if you're like in a rowdy place, it's normal. Everybody's rowdy and you're not asking, why is everybody rowdy? Shouldn't, be, wouldn't, be the, shouldn't we be the most rowdiest people on earth? Shouldn't we be the most excited people on earth, the most rowdy people on earth? Has God given anybody in this house a reason to shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph? We ain't seen nothing yet. We've seen the good, but get ready because you're about to see the perfection upon your life. Look at your neighbor and say, you ain't seen nothing yet. I know you're excited, but man, what you're about to see is ain't nothing compared to what you've seen. The Bible 
Bible says that when we look upon the word of God, it says if we're looking into the image of God. And what you look upon is what is going to transform you. That we become more and more in the image and likeness of God. Well, when your eyes is set on the Lord, when you're full of gratitude and thankful and acknowledging that it's because of what God has done in your life, you're ever being transformed into the image of God. And the Bible says that God is going to take you from one level of glory to another level of glory. No more glory and then set back. No more good, perfect, and then let it back. No. From this day forward, your portion and the order of your life as an act of obedience to the Lord and appreciating Him and giving Him glory shall be one that is ever going from glory to glory, from victory to victory, from strength to strength, and, and, and glory to glory, faith to faith. If you believe that, say amen. Let me get done here because I know you're hungry. <laughs> Number three, well, there's pers preservation, perfection, and then multiplication. You think it's time wasted? Saying, Father, thank you. I give you glory. I acknowledge you. It's all because of you, Lord. You did it. You did this, Lord you did this in John 6 in John 6 we can read an encounter where Jesus was confronted with 5,000 people that needed to eat I'll tell you you can just write it down Jesus was confronted with 5,000 people that needed to eat and when he asked what do you have amongst you because those people needed to eat the Bible says that there was a boy they brought five loaves of bread and two fishes say five loaves and two fishes and the disciples said what can these do among so many people what can five loaves of fish I mean of bread and two fish is that right five loaves two fish yeah do among so many people well I hear that there's theologians that have really studied this and they came to the conclusion that the loaves were really really big and that the fish were like giant fishes and that's why they fed everybody but I mean, can I tell you, it was a supernatural miracle of God. It was a supernatural miracle of God. And that's why God gets all the glory. Amen. The Bible says, but Jesus took that which was limited. He took the five loaves and the two fish. He took that which was limited. And he said, it says that he lifted it up and gave thanks to the Lord. He took that which was limited. It wasn't enough. You see, you're complaining. It's not enough. If I only had this, if I only had that, if you only just hush and open your mouth and say the right things, give God thanks. What God did then, God will do now. <laughs> the Bible says, and he divided, he gave God, th he gave God thanks for the five loaves and the two fish. And he divided it amongst the 12 disciples. And they began to give it to all the multitudes until they all ate and were full. And there was even 12 baskets left over. Somebody say, glory to God. In other words, five loaves and two fish were limited in their own hands. 
But in the hands of the Lord, the limitations came off by thanksgiving. I want you to say by thanksgiving. By saying first, thank you, Father, for what you've done, for what you've provided for. And then he distributed it to the disciples and they began to break it and the multiplication that, that was a result of the thanksgiving unto the Lord. The Bible says that 5,000 people ate and, and there was plenty leftovers. They ate until they were full. It's not like some of you, when you invite somebody, you can only get so much, okay? Because there's a lot of people coming. But then you have that one family member that don't care. He's like, da, da, da. And you talk about him even before they show up to your house. If so-and-so shows up, make sure you serve him. Make sure you serve her because... That's why you have buffet style. How much you want? <laughs> it's just kidding. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but there was no fear here. And there's no fear when you know the God that you serve. What is limited in our hands when we put it in the hands of the master and lift it up to him and say, thank you, Lord. I'm not focused on the little. I'm focused on how big you are. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Glory be to God. When we give thanks, our blessings multiply. Do you believe that? When we give thanks, our blessings multiply. Do you believe that? Acts 2.47, it says, They were praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added, say added, to the church daily, such as should be saved. You know, that's what we're going to be doing. Praising God and having favor with all people. Ah, oh, praise the name of the Lord. And guess who takes care of the addition and the multiplication? Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness, his ways of doing things, and all these things. God will do, add them onto you. What were they doing in order to see addition? They were praising God. They were praising God. Magnifying the Lord. Giving glory unto the Lord. Worship team, go ahead and come up here so I can get ready to close. If you want to see the blessing of God... From one to two, to two to three, or to 36. If you want to see the blessing of God go from 30, 60, 100, or times 1,000, Thanksgiving is the multiplier effect of your blessing. Everything you receive from the Lord has the ability to multiply in your life. You might feel like you're loaded already, like you have everything, but God says he is not done with you. God said you ain't seen nothing yet. I don't know that God said you ain't, but God says you haven't seen anything yet. Be careful to think that you've seen all there is to God. Be careful to think that you've already know everything there is to God. God says he is not done with you. 
Thank him for all that he has done. Thank him for the little things. And he'll give you many reasons to thank him for the big things. Hallelujah. Thank him for the small things in your life. Don't let him pass you by. Be intentional. Thank him for, for the little things. Thank him for the small things. And God will give you many reasons to thank him for big things. And when, you th when he gives you reasons to thank him for big things, well, there's bigger things. And when he, you thank him for the bigger things, what's the next word for bigger? Bigger, bigger. You get the point. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be. Has he done something to thank him? Did he ever heal you? Did he ever restore you? Did you ever, he ever, you know, rescued you? Rest, restored you? Set you free? Broke that addiction? Increased you? Thank him. Never get tired of thanking the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Jeremiah 30 verse 19. It says, and out of them shall, listen, this is going to, you're going to like this. And out of them, say us, shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. And then he says, and I will multiply them. And they shall not be few. And then he says, listen to this. And then he says, I will also glorify thee. That means show you my goodness. And listen to this. And they shall not be small. From thanksgiving comes multiplication. And from multiplication comes a status change. He says, you won't stay small. Esteban, you won't stay small. And if God has brought you to another level in life, he says, that's the smallest you'll ever be. God said, I will multiply them numerically, but I will also multiply them in status. When God multiplies your status, you are glorified before men. That means that God uses you as a display of his honor and of his glory. The Bible says in Deuteronomy that people will look at you because of your change of status. Not because you did it, but because you acknowledge that God did it and God came and he glorified you. He showed you his goodness. Now, now when God does it, you don't got to explain it. You don't even got to say, look at this, look at that. People will look at you and know that you are called by the name of the Lord. The Bible says, and people will be in awe of you. They'll be like, Perlita, what happened to you? Wow. Like, man, that's not the Perlita I knew, but what happened? I mean, I'll never see you wearing a dress like that. What, what in the world? Look at your hair, how pretty, but you're in the house of the Lord? Look at you and your husband. Oh my, your children. They're in awe. Because they see a wonder. When they see you, they'll see a wonder. They'll see the hand of God. They know it had to have been God. 
And guess who would be glorified? He, he multiplies you numerically and he changes your status. I love it. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. So what's the first thing? Thanksgiving. And the voice of them that make merry. How many of them are here this morning? And I will, I will multiply them and they shall not be few. I will also glorify thee and they shall not be small. I think people that are serving are getting up, right? Okay. Not you. You're good. Just seeing like, it's because I said I'm getting ready to close. But they don't know. They forgot to tell them. Pastor, when she says the third time, I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> Let's finish this. Praise the name of the Lord. This is what happens with thanksgiving. Isn't it wonderful? You thank God for your job, get ready for the promotion. You thank God for your position, get ready for another greater position. Thank God for what you have and he'll give you what you don't have. Are you with me? Be thankful. But if I only have a car, well, thank him for your two feet. Thank him for the bicycle. Thank him for Metro. Thank him that you come to a church that has transportation. And before you know it, you're going to be bringing people to church. In your new ride. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving changes your status. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It's all about Thanksgiving. Look at your neighbor and says, you better not miss it. You better thank them. This is how the Lord does it. Amen. How to give thanks acceptably. Let me run through these and then we're going to pray. And then we're going to go fellowship and need. Amen. And everyone said, hallelujah. Glory to God. There's a way to give thanks acceptably. What must we do? Number one, we must do it cheerfully. We must thank him cheerfully. Ever had your kids say, thank you? Thank you. Or like, you know, they don't mean it. We must do it cheerfully. God never receives anything that is offered grudgingly. You think God accepts everything? No. Look at the Malachi. They brought him offering. They were bringing him sacrifices. And they're like, you're bringing me all the, the animals with one eye, one foot. You, we thank him cheerfully. In 2 Corinthians 9, the second part of this uh, verse 7, it says, God loveth a cheerful giver. Whatever you're offering to God it must be offered cheerfully. Say cheerfully. cheerfully. Hallelujah. Cheerfully. In Deuteronomy 28, verse 47, it says, Because thou servest, this is, this is good right here, because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. So even serving God, he wants us to do it joyfulness. With gladness of heart. When you come to the house of God, you're not doing God a favor. When you're reading your Bible, you're not doing God a favor. You're doing it for you. Amen. Hallelujah. And the way we serve God, we serve him with joyfulness, cheerful, with gladness of heart. 
with with enthu being enthusiastic about the things of God that's why guard yourself from from losing your excitement come on how, how did you feel when you knew today was church day how were you when you were driving to church Hold on. You already had in mind who you didn't want to see, how you were going to walk in, where you were going to sit down. The usher's going to tell me, go this way. <sighs> no, remember you should get ready for the club? You started hours before. Turn the music on. It was like a pre-party before the party. That was going to leave you messed up. How much more when you come to the house of God? You should wake up and be like your favorite worship song. Wake everybody up in the house and be like, Thank you, Lord. I'll start drinking in the spirit and be like, man, there's joy in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. You're walk, you are drive, can't wait to get here because your focus is on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. It matters. It matters to the Lord. Hallelujah. Has he been good to you? Has he done great things? Are you happy? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. Glory you do cheerfully. God loves a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. So you must do it joyfully, cheerfully. Let your heart be rejoicing. One thing is that your heart must be involved in serving the Lord. The Bible says in James 5.13, is any happy? What, then what did he say to do? Let him sing. Are you happy? Are you merry? And then it says, then sing. Hallelujah. Happy people are, we're going to get together and sing. Glory to God. Your heart must be cheerful. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Ephesians 5, it says, we are to give thanks and make melody in our hearts unto the Lord. Amen. Glory be to God. So God doesn't accept everything that is offered to him. He only accepts those things offered to him in his own terms. Amen. And, and, and you need to stay excited for the things of the Lord. Well, you might say, I don't feel like it, Pastor Sandy. Well, it's not what you feel, it's what you know. And, and if you go by your feelings, that you're, never, you're always going to be wishy-washy. You're always going to be up one day, down the next day. If you're, if, you, if you're born again, if you've given your life to the Lord, the Spirit of God is in you. Keep pressing in. Keep seeking Him. The more you seek Him, the more you find Him. And the more you find Him, the more it changes and transforms your life. It's not a natural thing. It's not a mental thing. It's a spiritual thing. And God will give you many, many reasons to be excited about. Has He done that for you? I mean, it'll be so overwhelming in you, they can't keep you down. You might be sitting down, but on the inside, you're standing up. Some of you are already getting your praise on before even tonight. And it's like, you, you know there's praise and worship service tonight. You've already been like, mm, mm. Glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord. Remember, the Bible says, beware lest you forget. Don't take God for granted. Beware lest you forget. Glory be to God. Jesus said, We're, where are the nine? Where are the nine? Has only one returned to give thanks unto me? That means he expects our thanksgiving. He's waiting for us to come and return and to glorifying him. Amen. And quickly, that's number two. You must do it quickly. Don't waste time. Don't, don't waste time. Amen. Not only cheerfully, but quickly. 
Never waste time. The moment God does it for you, thank Him. You should already been thanking Him. But take time to appreciate Him. Even after you see the manifestation of the things that God has done in your life. And I know that any, everybody in this house has reasons to, to thank the Lord. But do it quickly. Don't wait. From this day forward, anything that God does in you, you recognize that it was Him. And you're going to be prompt, quick to return glory unto, unto Him. Don't waste time. Amen. Hallelujah. Just as He was waiting for all the tent to come back, He's waiting for us to return and to give Him glory. Number three, we must do it with understanding of why we are giving thanks and what we should expect in return. Glory to God. Psalms 47, 7. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing ye praise with understanding. The depth of your understanding will determine the depth of your praise. Hallelujah. Have you received this morning? I don't even know what day it is. Come on, give the Lord a praise of thanksgiving. Are you glad you came to church? Are you going to be more thankful than you've ever been in your life? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to go out and fellowship and have fun and eat good food. Amen. But I want to do uh, what we always do here at the Power of Love Church. And we never dismiss a service without doing the most important thing. And that is giving you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. If you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus, you never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior of your life, if you never repented of your sins, but today you've come, today you, you say, man, there's, there's another way of life in God, and I want that life. I want that life in God. I want to tell you that God loves you. And the Bible says, for God so loved the world that He gave His only beloved Son for you. For whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So that means it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you've done, what's going on in your life right now, how you came this morning. The Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. God has a wonderful plan for your life. You know, the Bible says that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he does. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it in abundance to the full to it overflows with my life. But you know what? It's a choice. The Bible says that God sets before you life or death, blessing and cursing. And he says, you choose life. So it's up to you. God has set it out before you. Now you have to decide what, what, what life you want. And I'm here to tell you, the best life you could ever live is a life in Jesus Christ. He can do in your life what you, never, you, could, you could never dreamed of. You know, he gives you new life. He forgives you of your sin. He washes you in his blood. He takes that stony heart and gives you a new heart. He puts his spirit on in you. You're no longer born of man. The Bible says that you are born of God. He becomes your heavenly father. And the Bible says that if anyone is in Christ Jesus, when you receive him in your life, all things, the, the Bible says that, that, that you are a new creation. All things pass away. Behold, everything becomes new in your life. If you're ready for that newness of life, if you're here this morning, if you say, Pastor Sandy, I want that life. I want to give my life to the Lord. Would you please pray for me? I want you boldly, just right where you're at, just lift up your hand and say, that's me. Would you please, would you please pray for me? Wherever you're at this morning, thank you. Anybody else? Don't, put, don't force her hand down. She wants it. Anybody else? Anybody else here? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you here this morning and you might say you know what I already gave my life to the Lord 
but there's there's you know since you've done that there's things that have taken place in your life that caused you to get away from the things of God you were once this the most appreciative person acknowledging him giving him glory you know pursuing the things of God living the life that God had for you but maybe things happen in your life maybe disappointments discouragement you know a, lo a, a loss of a, a loved one you know a, a life happened in your life and little by little you found yourself getting away from the things of God but today you've come today you heard and today you say I know God is calling me back I want to rededicate my life back to the Lord if that's you right where you at just lift up your hand and I'm going to pray for you as well thank you anybody else anybody else here this morning don't anybody here thank you thank you hallelujah thank you sir thank you it takes courage it does it took courage for Jesus to hung publicly on the cross this is what I'm going to do because it's God's ways of doing things Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father. But if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father. Whether you know it or not, we're all going to face him face to face. And the people that are around you that try to keep you down are not going to be there. So I would rather acknowledge him publicly so that when we face eternity, he's going to acknowledge me and say, welcome, welcome to heaven enter into the joy of the Lord you were not ashamed of me I'm not ashamed of you but to some he will say I don't know you get away from me you couldn't stand up for me if we can't stand up for him here on this earth we can't stand up for him in heaven so the time is now so if that is you whether you raise your hand to give the Lord come to Jesus for the first time or rededicate your life to the Lord or maybe you didn't lift up your hand but you want to be included in this prayer I want all those people to stand up right now in Jesus name stand up and I want you to come and meet